Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Project Podcast. My name is Pharrell Chumankindangoye, your host. I welcome you from wherever you are, from wherever you are tuning in, from wherever you are listening. But guys, man, it's been wonderful past few weeks, hasn't it? You know, to have amazing friends come on the show, share their stories. They ask me like, how we gonna, how, 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 what do you want us to say? How do you want it to go? You know, I told them like, I always go with the spirit. Wherever the spirit leads me, that's where I go. So I look at them and I said, you come up and you take it wherever the spirit leads you. So it's been amazing to see how each one of them have come up and shared their stories. I mean, they didn't share the whole of their life, but to the part that they shared to just see where the spirit led them and the things that they said. It's been encouraging to my heart, to my relationship with Jesus. It's been encouraging and just awakening to me to know that I'm not alone in this fight. I'm not alone in this journey. There are brothers and sisters around me who love the Lord as I do and who are willing, who are desiring to live every day to glorify His name. So wherever you may be, when you you feel like you are just somebody who's alone but all by themselves living passionately for Jesus, you're not alone. You got brothers here in Louisville all over the world doing the same thing. And I pray and I hope that you guys have been encouraged through these past few weeks through my friend's story. But today I have another guest, let me tell you. And she's an amazing one. I admire her and I thank the Lord for blessing me with her, for allowing our paths to cross. Because I've been blessed through our friendship that we've had and I've just seen the mighty hand of God upon it, the way God has worked through this friendship. It's been amazing. And maybe later on in the days, in the years, maybe I will get the chance to share you the testimony, the story behind and how we met. But nonetheless, though, she is here and she is excited to share her story with all of us. And I pray that you guys will tune in your heart, like I always say, will tune in your ears, will tune in your soul, engage and listen to what the Lord is speaking because he's going to speak. And I pray that you will let your ears be open to listen to what the Spirit is saying and be encouraged through that. Because Jesus that we declare, the Jesus that we praise, the Jesus that we worship is real and he is on the move, working in people's life. So I wanna welcome you without further ado, help me welcome my friend, my great friend, Tori Dofer. She's a volleyball player, a senior, about to be a senior this upcoming fall and I pray that you guys will be blessed for her story, encouraged through her testimony. So without further ado, this stage is all yours, my friend. Take it away. Hey, y'all. Um, my name is Tori Dilfer. I'm about to be a senior on the University of Louisville volleyball team. Um, and I'm just going to kind of share uh, my story and how God has um, changed my life and um, so many lives around me that I've gotten to witness. Um, I was super blessed to grow up in a Christian home, uh, have amazing parents that taught me and my siblings the Bible and all about God's love from the day I came home from the hospital from being born. Um, and growing up, growing up, life was pretty simple and easy. Um, we had a very comfortable life. My dad played in the NFL for 14 years. Um, so we moved around a lot, but I actually kind of enjoyed that. Just getting to see different parts of the country and meeting so many different people. Um, that's still one of my favorite things about my childhood. I can tell you back exactly where I was when I first prayed to ask Jesus into my heart. Um, I ran into my pre-K classroom right after to tell my best friend about it. I was so excited and um, that's what I remember through my, throughout my childhood. Church was a normal thing. Um, 
knew Jesus was in my heart. I had seen him work in my family. Um, but life changed quite a bit uh, in 2003. Uh, my family lost my older brother, Trevin, when he was five. I was four at the time, so I don't remember a lot of it. Um, but there's bis- bits and pieces that I remember that um, seeing stuff in the hospital and um, I wish I didn't remember those parts, um, but I do remember him, which is awesome. That's such a blessing because you don't remember a lot from when you're that young. Um, and so I still miss him every day. Um, and after that, I saw a lot of suffering. Um, other people hurting around me, um, my parents hurting a lot, my older sister hurting. But I also got to see the hand of God work in and through that situation. And as crazy as it sounds, I'm thankful that I got to see that so early in my life because it's definitely changed the trajectory of my life because I understand that I don't understand why bad things happen, but I know that God uses them and he redeems and he um, turns pain into purpose um, and then turns that into passion. And I've seen that firsthand in my family. I got to see him uh, revive my parents um, after the loss of a child, um, give them the strength and and love to still be able to pour into the other three children they had and raise us up um, without us feeling like we were a broken family because of what we had been through. Um, They were so incredible at understanding that God had a purpose through it all. Even when they couldn't see it, they knew it was working. And so I'm super blessed to have seen that. And to be honest, um, that's where I thought my testimony started and ended really for most of my life. Um, I had Jesus in my heart and my family and I had endured one of the hardest things a family can endure together. I was totally wrong about that being where it ended um, because God had a lot more to teach me and I didn't realize that until he got a hold of my heart and he's mainly done that through the game of volleyball. Uh, The game of volleyball turned into so much more than a game for me once I got to college. Volleyball used to be my thing. It was the one thing in my life that I did not want to give to God because I felt like if I gave it to him then he might take it away because I had definitely made it an idol but it was the only thing I was confident and secure in so I knew that even though I idolized it, I didn't want to give it to God. I relied on myself to succeed in this game, and I refused to bring God in the equation. When I succeeded, I gave myself the praise, and when I failed, I hated myself for it. And that's not a fun way to live as an athlete. The summer going into my senior year, God grabbed a hold of my heart while I was at a summer camp, and I knew I needed to finally surrender volleyball to Him. And it was really easy to do at a Christian summer camp. The hard part was when I came home and every single day since then. Over the last couple years, God has called me that we aren't, God has taught me that we aren't called to surrender our lives to Jesus just once. We're called to do this every day. Faith and trusting in Him is an everyday surrender of every part of our lives. Before I came to UofL, I spent my first one and a half years of college playing volleyball at TCU. My freshman year at TCU was like most people's freshman years. Hard, uncomfortable, lonely, just overall tough. Volleyball did not go the way I was hoping, and I became pretty bitter, bitter about it. I felt like God didn't care about my volleyball career anymore. I questioned why he would still let me play the game of volleyball if if all it brought me was anger and bitterness and it no longer felt like a mission field for me. The funny thing is, usually when we doubt that God has something good for us, where we're at, he shows up bigger than we thought. God started answering my prayers the way I thought he would. Sophomore year got better. I was running the show on the court, having a great year. I had more friends. I liked my classes. But I didn't know at the time that God had even bigger answers coming. Even though life seemed to be getting better, I didn't feel content or fulfilled at all. I started thinking about transferring, which from the outside looking in made absolutely no sense, and I knew that. 
I went home for a weekend and went to, got to go to church with my family and heard a sermon that I'll never forget. The pastor talked about how God wants, to, wants us to give him our story, our spiritual gifts, our passions, our talents, and our dreams. After hearing this, my dad told me that he knew God delivered that message for me and that I needed to go all in and give it all to God. He was so right. God had placed dreams on my heart and it was time for me to see what he could do with them instead of what I could do. In the book of Joshua, God calls the Israelites to march around the city of Jericho a bunch of times and promises them that on the seventh day, the walls will come falling down and the city will be theirs. My decision of whether or not to transfer became my Jericho. God called me to pray through this decision. He made it clear that it was not going to be a quick or easy process. I had to pray down the walls of my Jericho. During this process, my dad gave me a book called The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. Easily the best book I've ever read. I was reading it, and the day after Christmas, I woke up early and opened up the book, and this is what I read. Our date of death is not the day etched into our tombstone. The day we stop dreaming is the day we, is the day we start dying. When imagination is sacrificed on the altar of logic, God is robbed of the glory that rightfully belongs to him. In fact, the death of the dream is often a subtle form of idolatry. We lose faith in the God who gave us the big dream and settle for a small dream that we can accomplish without his help. We go after dreams that don't require divine intervention. We go after dreams that don't require prayer. And the God who is able to do immeasurably more than all our right brain can imagine is supplemented by a God, lowercase g, who fits within the logical constraints of our left brain. Nothing honors God more than a big dream that is way beyond our ability to accomplish. Why? Because there's no way we can take credit for it. Credit for it. And nothing is better for our spiritual development than a big dream because it keeps us on our knees in raw dependence on God. About two minutes after I read that, I made my decision to transfer and I called my coach. I was in a space that defied logic and looked simply crazy to some people. I was giving up a life of security at TCU for a completely unknown life at whatever school God was going to point me to. Even still, I was 100% confident that the same God that had pulled me and my family out of the darkness that surrounded us after, our lot, after losing Trevin was going to deliver me to exactly where I needed to be. Philippians, Philippians 4, 11-13 was put on my heart during this time, which says, I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things, all this through him who gives me strength. That last part is a, is a verse that most of us have heard over and over again. I know I had, but I think we take it out of context at times. Yeah, we can totally do hard stuff in sports and life through the strength of the, through the, strength of the Lord, but if we think that, that this power stops there, we're putting God into a box. This is the God that raised Jesus from the grave. As one of my mentors would say, he's not a half A-S-S God. <laughs> he's the almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present. And he's able to pull us out of darkness and into light, out of situations that look great on the outside but are really eating us alive on the inside. Because, because the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of me, I was able to take a risk, follow a dream, and be confident that God had me in his hands, and that's all I needed in order to be content. God made it really clear to me that Louisville was where I was meant to transfer to. At this point, I thought this was still a decision about volleyball and where my dreams and goals as an athlete would be accomplished. But again, God had more for me, and he made it clear, made that pretty clear to me as well. God used a younger teammate of mine that was just starting out our walk with him 
asking me to mentor slash disciple her to reveal to me that my mission field is wherever he places me and that volleyball is just an avenue to fulfill my purpose of spreading the light and truth that is found in Jesus. This teammate has turned into one of my closest friends and she's taught me way more than I might have taught her. She chose to pursue something everlasting and I got to kind of sit back and watch God absolutely transform her as a person, as an athlete, and in turn transform our team. Sports are my favorite thing ever. I love every part of them, the competition, the rivalries, the talent, the struggle, but most importantly for me, the relationships. I get to build these relationship, these incredible relationships through sport and through my team. I know for absolute certain that God blessed me with the talents and gifts to play volleyball at a high level because of the relationships he would build through, the game, through this game and the way he would use volleyball to grab a hold of my heart. God didn't stop at bringing me to an incredible volleyball, pro, volleyball program. He used my dreams, my passion for volleyball, and my desire to be great to keep me in raw dependence on him and spark a revival in every aspect of my life. He called out at my dry bones to wake up and claim life in his name. I love getting to reflect on what God did through my transfer process because when you're in the midst of huge changes, you only see some of the picture. But I'm reminded of what God says in Jeremiah 58, 55.8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither your ways are my ways. God is always working, and he's always going to answer prayers above and beyond what our little human minds can comprehend. I also love journaling. I've kept multiple journal prayer, multiple prayer journals throughout high school and college. And one of my favorite things is to go back and read the stuff that I was praying for in different times of my life. This last December, my team and I were about to leave to play in the Sweet 16 in Austin, Texas against the number two ranked Texas. I was reading my journal from around the time I was deciding to transfer, and I had written, play in the, in the Elite Eight this year, even before I chose to come to Louisville. Louisville volleyball had never played in the Elite Eight before, and I kind of chuckled because we were about to play a team that no one thought we had a chance against. I had a feeling that God, God was about to show up big time yet again, and he did. The sweetest part of that story to me is that I had completely forgotten writing that dream and prayer down. I had gotten to the point that our success on the volleyball court wasn't the only thing determining my success as a volleyball player or as a person. But God does like to show off as a reminder that he can make the impossible possible, and he did that just that by taking us to the, to the Elite Eight that year. Romans 8.30 tells us that those he predestined, he also calls. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I know I'm called, justified, and glorified through Jesus Christ, and I know my purpose isn't to play volleyball, but to use this game as an avenue for God to use me for his glory.